Hello. How are you? <laughs> I feel like 40 bucks, man. How are you? Well, I feel like making you feel like you're the 50 bucks. Oh, let's 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 uh let's uh, send it up a tenner. How about that? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I've been playing with you this the weird... bass. Yeah, well, I, I was playing with this weird, like, gritty, kind of like pixelated sound. It's weird. Okay. I don't know. It's so weird. A little creepy, creepy uh, monster in the closet face. Right. You know. Oh, oh. It's uh, it's very uh, very pixelated, I'd say. Pixelated, eh? Not distorted, but pixelated. Yeah. <laughs> You're you come you come from the world of video games, don't you, Matt? Absolutely. What's your all-time favorite video game? Hey, whoa, wait, where where are we right now? Is this Face It? Yeah, we're in Face It right now. Oh, we're in Face It. Let's face it. Let's face it. Welcome to Face It. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm here with Ivan Rivers, of all people. Of course, you know. Who else, right? Who else would I be with on uh, this amazing evening? It's a Thursday night. There's no SmackDown. It's on Friday nights now. Absolutely. So it leaves us open for a very sanctimonious night. It leaves that uh, Thursday night spotlight open for the party we have here in this discord <laughs> a little dab a little dab of that lipki you know a little dab will do you oh yeah yeah just a little <sighs> puff of that dab oh the sound effects were fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how you been I man give, i've been pretty good you know keeping it pretty low-key chilling to the most Chill, um, chilling like a villain staying or... indoors you know yeah that's how Doing it goes my... right now I went for a walk today, and I was like, ooh. I walked to downtown, and I was like, look at this scary place. Right? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's like a ghost town. Absolute ghost town. And mm. anything in general, like when I see – I've seen a few artists going to Toronto, and it kind of upsets me a little bit because they're going to film. I get it. Like I, I understand wanting to film still in Toronto. Like, as, like for rappers, I guess they like – I never understood what rappers got with the Toronto scene, but like they seem to think it's like where they need to shoot all their videos, even though they're not from Toronto. Oh, uh, you know, Toronto's a place to be. I was, I, I remember when I was a guy coming up. I moved to Toronto. Yeah, it's flex. To go. We, I guess it's we a, say we're we say up. we're from Toronto now. Most of the bands from Toronto, even though we all grew up in Huron County. Right. <laughs> I totally relate. Uh, but uh, you know, people got to make do with their art and whatever they're doing still. Like I'm still working. Uh, I'm considered, I guess somehow factory essential because I manufacture um, goods. <laughs> so under that regulation, I, I still got to work. Um, but like retail, I, I know a lot of friends who are just out of work right now because it's mm-hmm. only like assistant managers and managers who are working and, you know, everybody's supposed to be staying indoors. I don't know if you saw on the news there was a, a church out in Waterloo that still hold held a service last weekend and the weekend before. And I'm just like, of course oh they did God. because somehow it's related that you believe in a fantasy world. <laughs> so I don't mean to criticize people for believing in religion. I'm not going to do that. I don't criticize like, people for religion. It's just 
gathered. Putting their putting their faith above putting their faith above common sense. Right. Like I think the the ultimate sacrifice of of staying home from a service or two and doing it over a Zoom is fine. Maybe you don't get the blessed sacrament of uh, of, of uh, communion. Maybe you don't get to drink the wine, the blood. But man, chill out. Sit at home. That's what everybody else is doing. You don't. It's silly. It's just silly. No. There, are, there are good, there are good God-fearing people out there, of course. Good, sensible people who still believe in the word of the Lord of whatever the Lord may be, mm. and uh, that, all the power to Him. Um, but uh, I think I don't think you need to get together and celebrate, celebrate the word of God like that in these dire times. Jeez Louise. I completely agree with you, man. And you know what's the scariest part about it? In the videos that the news had of the church, of people going in, like, two of them were wearing masks. (laughs) So it's like they believe uh, some sort of magical force is going to protect them from this COVID, or they just don't believe it exists at all. It's one of the two. In faith, you know? I don't know where that is in the Bible that just, like, I don't know why it needs to necessarily clash with science so much. It really shouldn't. Faith and science really shouldn't clash. It's such a weird thing that they've always kind of had this butting heads. It's it's like video games and board games. Like there's no reason to compare them. They're both <laughs> separate entities, you know? Um they're things that are very important for different reasons. And uh even I think s- science is way more important than faith, I would say. Well, I think if we still lose faith in in general. Like I'm not saying in a religion I mean, like, even faith in yourself. You know what I mean? Like, hail yourself if you can't, like, follow a religion. That's what I believe. If you if you don't fall down into a, or, a sense of Or believing of religion, in something outside of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So if we, if we lose faith completely, then, you know, we'll be hopeless because science won't progress because we won't have the faith to believe that science can progress. Well, I think science, a lot, a lot of science is meant, is hopeful, right? Like, it yeah. is meant for of of society and for and for humanity and for uh, all living creatures I've, obviously that's the main goals of science the, other than all you know where people go other than all the nasty shit too right where people go wrong though is like this guy named jack parsons i don't know if you've ever heard of him let's see uh jack parsons is the guy who created rocket science well one of them out of the three and uh he decided to mix the uh faith and you know science and which is the occult in science together to fuse what he believed was the true path to the future science and it's just like uh buddy i think you just lost it there you you combine the two things you're not supposed to put together and <laughs> they're supposed to be separate entities separate thoughts right you're not supposed to combine your faith with science it's supposed to be they run in line like yin and yang, you know? You know, a lot, a lot of faith is based on the incalculable. Exactly. Incalculable. You know, like the uh, the unmathematical, the unsolvable, you know, the the giant mystery, right? That's so exactly. much of faith is mystery. And so much of science is, is you know, solving things. And you know, providing answers sad thing is about this guy he got pushed out of the science world because of his extreme considered faith 
as well supposedly having to do with communism but you know how that was when everybody went around dinging everybody to be communist and if you weren't a communist and you were called out as a communist they said hey well can you tell us who is a communist and we'll let you go (laughs) oh that's fun that was fun america right there and thank god we're going through a time where that's not a thing and people don't realize that you know the election in the states yeah it's done it's over with they gotta like realize just like you know when trump became president that he's your president now and you can't really change that you got to live with it for the few years that it's there you know no matter what side of the ticket you fall on you know it's based on feel like i just put my damn head down for four years almost right Damn, I, I just, I stopped watching political entertainment, you know? Not that that's, like, where I should get my main sources and things, but, like, you know, I couldn't engage with The Daily Show with John Oliver or with uh, The Late Night Host much or SNL. I thought, this is just a farce. This is just a sadness. And it's and it's just, we have to endure it. I remember feeling like when... Uh, I was a kid coming up and had the Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and it was George W. Bush's first term, and how fun it was to be like a young punk brewing and staying up late at night until 11.30 so I can catch me some Daily Show, you know, and get my, not that it's where I should be getting most of my information, and luckily had a very informed household, Um, but that was like, that was the fun part, that was like, that was like, okay, let's, let's, you know. That transitioned into punk rock, you know what I mean? Exactly. Then I was listening to Anti Flag and No Effects and, oh, yeah. and like Black Flag. You know, I never got into Black Flag until what? later in life, and I still barely haven't gotten into Black Flag. Let's be honest. It's yeah. worth it. It's worth it, man. Obviously. Now, in obviously, my, Keith in Morris and and uh, Henry Rollins, both eras. What I never and another era too. Stood is how people fall so in suit with one band. Like, I, I can't do that, man. Like, I know you can't do that. Like, how do they fall in love with one band? Like, Kiss, Black Flag, you know, Misfits, and it's just nothing else matters. It's that one band, and I can listen to that music for the rest of my life. I'm like, what? How, how do you do that? I, I don't fall in love dedication, you know? You know? Sometimes you like what you like. I, I'm having a really excellent time with music right now, I gotta say, Matt Lifty. Yeah, I've been seeing you on Instagram posting a hell of a load of your collection of vinyl. I think you yeah. should do something with that, man. I think you should do like uh, uh, like a little video of you like maybe talking about whatever vinyl it is that you're featuring and like what it means to you maybe and then play it. I don't know. I, I thought about that a little bit uh, after I saw you doing it. I was like, man, you know what Ivan would be good at? He's got some video video editing he can do. It's just Instagram. You could even do it live. You could just do a live feed. How about this? How about this? Here's where I'll make the official announcement. Uh, Coming up very soon is the brand new podcast called Jeb's Record Shed with Ivan Rivers. Oh, my God. And it's a podcast where every week, Jeb, the QB, my friend and producer of a few last few Ivan Rivers projects, we get together and we talk about an album each. We get into the history. We get into the reception. We get into the concoction we get into the track list the hit songs the hidden gems and we talk about what the albums mean to us and uh, we also can veer from your episode to episode we might do a few episodes where we tackle movies or you know professional wrestling or just the hot topics de rigueur 
but uh, the main thing is this: uh, uh, every uh, every every so often we'll come through with the podcast with a record each in deep dives. That sounds and amazing. it's called it's called Jeb's Record Shed with uh, Ivan Rivers and uh, and it's sort of cool because we're not doing we're doing a few classic records, but we're also doing a few records that we just like on our own. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know you have a few hidden gems in your collection, more than a few, to say the least, because you're always showing me ones I've never seen sometimes. And half the time, you have the biggest collection of Christmas vinyl I've ever seen, that's for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember bringing a log of those into uh, the, the the X boardroom there the one time. When we when you went to the record fair in the Fanshawe? Yeah, yeah. I Man, every time I went there, I had to buy records. It was... It, it was oh, funny it was because, you know, you just even just walking by it, you'd see something you want or need. And it, it'd be always things so- that you would never think to buy otherwise. Like I, I fucking found some Janis Joplin, Frank Sinatra and stuff like I listened to it on my Spotify or whatever. But like I never like just really considered owning it. And then, you know, you see it and you're like, fuck it, man. I love this shit anyway. Like, give me yeah. the drug. Give me it. Like feed it to me through the needle full way. Give me the real vinyl sound. Give me that stereo mix where it comes from the soundboard. Or maybe even when it's mono. I got a nice uh, mono pressing of the Free Will of Bob Dylan. Let me tell you, it's ooh, divine. Ooh. You know, but I, that record fair, man, like I would get like, I'd go to the $5 bin. That's where it's get, at. Like, I got like so many Emmy Lou Harris records. <laughs> I love Emmy Lou Harris. Like she's like, Pardon me, one second. No problem. Got a little, got a little tickle in my throat. I'm just gonna mute it. You're good. Pardon me. Welcome back. Okay. Well, welcome back. It's like uh, you never left. It's deja vu, man. It's like I never, but like, yeah. There you go. Either way, um, uh, yeah, I got uh, all these Emmy Lou Harris records. I love Emmy Lou Harris. She's one. Do you know much of Emmy Lou Harris, uh, Matt? I only know a few songs, man. Like I know her hits, but I I never you, dove into her collection. You know, she got her start uh, being a uh, singer with uh, the legendary Cosmic Americana singer, Mister uh, Mister Graham Parsons. They had a lot of great songs together. Great their version together. of "Love Hurts" is yeah. the definitive version. Don't listen to Nazareth. Listen <laughs> to theirs. That whole uh, record, "Grievous Angel," is the way to fantastic. go. Fantastic. Like, um. And uh, then she has like so many great solo records. And my favorite record I got into was a record called Live at the Ryman, where it's her and the Nash Ramblers, a great band, including like Sam Bush on uh, mandolin, I believe. And, uh, and like they're friggin' tearing up the Ryman Auditorium. You know the Ryman in Nashville? Yeah. In the mother church of country music, you know, like the, where the Grand Ole Opry used to be, a historic Beautiful building. And at this to, point uh, in the 90s, when she record. had this concert. When she had this concert, like there was like uh, there was no attraction there. It wasn't like it, they didn't like have any spectacle. Though Grendel Opry had since moved to Opryland outside of Nashville, and the Ryman was almost in deterioration. And they were in like trying to figure out how to revive it. Well, she brought a little bit more interest to the Ryman having that concert there, and that revved up the efforts. And now the Ryman Auditorium is once again a world class music venue. That's where amazing. like you can see the Old Crow Medicine Show on New Year's Eve. You can see Bright Eyes. You can see, you know, uh, probably, what's his name? Uh, Jim Jeffries, right? Is that, is that the Australian guy? Yeah. They <laughs> yeah, just, I feel like you like that guy. I <laughs> feel like he's made the rhyme. He's all right. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've watched a few of his things or many of his things. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm pegging him for a Jim Jeffries guy. Like, this guy likes Jim Jeffries. I'm more of a, I'm more of a, when it comes to comedy, I'm a diehard Mark Maron fan. Like, I've, I've seen Mark Maron live tw- twice now. Um, nice. Have you, met, have you met him? I, I'm, the problem is I could have met him every time, but it's because I always had to catch my train to get home back to Cambridge. So the last train would come at the same time as he's coming out to smoke or whatever and hang out with like all the smokers in the crowd of like smoker pit. Cause that's what comedians do for some reason. They just come out into the smoke pit and say, Hey, <laughs> sure. But I, I miss there him every go. time. I miss them every time. I wish I drove down one time but you know you know how it goes you don't ever want to leave toronto driving at like 11 p.m at night it's fucking awful because the night uh that was just for laughs there was a nba game so there's the raptors playing and then at the same time there was a toronto blue jays game so (laughs) you could imagine what it's like getting out of toronto that's pretty miserable that's why i like a good normal night uh, a good normal night on like 10 to 11 o'clock when there's no traffic. Oh, it's nice. Leaving the it's city. A smooth ride. That's beauty. I, I was did... working at the, the, the Van Gogh exhibit this past, uh, this past summer and fall. I was, uh, I was loving the cruise. I'd get to my car, uh, pull out in this freaking nice, uh, this, this, little, this little Dodge Charger I drive. It's a nice little, little stupid car that I have. <laughs> and I drive this stupid car. Uh, uh, all the way home, listening to some excellent music, uh, and just you know, windows up. We're listening to the Yammer podcast, listening to the uh, Face It podcast. Nice. This is Face It with your special guest Ivan Rivers and Matt Lifke, your host. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know. And going back to talking about that beautiful uh, opera center, like. The fact is, I don't think they make places like that as good anymore. I don't know about you. Like, do you feel like when they they don't, they don't make like classic um, sound uh, extending places anymore because you don't need it. You don't need that extra boost of echo or like um, harmonics in the you know building because you have mics and you have stereos, you have speakers, you have all this technology now to not need that stuff. So, so many bands play in these big live centers. And the first time I ever seen Ghost live, and to this day is my favorite concert other than Ivan Rivers uh, (laughs) that I've been to. Uh, Because the fact is, with Ghost, it was so personal. I was in an opera center, as speaking of which, one of the ones in Toronto. And uh, it was one of those... I don't remember off by heart, but it was one of the smaller venues but it was like still like hmm I'm trying to think I feel like I was there other times I don't it was it's an older venue I don't know if it's still even there but uh it was like it had the opera like her was mouth. it the opera house it might have been but it was like really close seating like you could almost basically touch the stage you know what I mean oh but it was all seated yeah yeah it was all seated was it uh Massey Hall might have been Massey Hall. That that sounds about right. That rings a bell. Was it the Sony Center? No, it definitely wasn't the Sony Roy, Center. Roy Thompson Hall? No, I think it was... Danforth Music Hall? No, it wasn't Danforth. I think you were right on the, the money that um, first time. 
Nasty Hall. Yeah. Ghost of Nasty Hall would be fucking incredible. And it and was. Those seats are really tight. Right? And yeah, yeah. Those seats are so tight. Me, they my... just do renovations right now. Oh, are they? Oh, that's sick. Yeah. I think they're going to make probably the seats more comfortable. That's probably one of the things. <laughs> well, you're mostly standing anyway. But, uh, oh, no, they're mostly standing. What are you talking about? No, no, like, okay, you mostly stand. No, like, I, I mean, oh. like, people mostly stand up anyway. Like, the seats are there. The show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? That's not No, 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 no. You're getting your information out, like, wrong. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but the ghost show, oh, my God. It was amazing because they were so into, like, working with the audience. I was front row with my uh, cousin and my uh, sister. And, uh, Oh my God, best! Sh- I, I was—I didn't even drink really that. Sh- I think I had one beer because I didn't want to leave. I just didn't want to. I grabbed one at the beginning of the show, and I just didn't want to leave my seat. I was just enjoying the show so much. But then you look at Ghost now because they're so blown up um, since the original um, first two albums, which is when I went and seen them. Uh, that's they will never be able to play at a venue like that again around here. I don't think it'll always be like London music hall or it'll be air Canada, you know, and that's sad. Well, Massey hall still exists. No, no, it does still exist, but I mean like, but just they're just the, too big of a band. band. Yeah. There's too big of a yeah. band. And they, I've well, only Massey seen Hall's them play like air those... Canada now the last three years. Really? They play air Canada. Yeah. Like the Scotiabank. Yeah. Is that what it's called now? Scotiabank. Scotiabank. Yeah. Most bands Dang. play Scotiabank or they play the Blue Jays Center there. Um, like the Ghost played Ghost. You're telling me Ghost played Scotiabank. Yeah, man. That's why I didn't go last year because Wild. the tickets were overpriced because it's Scotiabank, right? Like, I don't want to. I went and seen Kiss there because my mom made me go with her. Like, yeah, well, it was the last rules. Kiss. Yeah, of course Kiss. you're going to see Kiss. Yeah, it was the last Kiss tour. And I it was just like, you, you have to see them. I, you know, like I went to Hamilton to go see Black Sabbath on their last tour. Even though, like, I was way up in the nosebleeds, you know, I still saw Ozzy. And then just seeing Ozzy jump once made everybody in the crowd so fucking nervous. You could, like, I'm sure you can imagine, like, Ozzy's standing there. He's kind of doing his little shaky thing. Like, he's not really moving at all on stage, just singing. And then he just jumps up in the middle of uh, Paranoid. And it's just like, whoa, he jumped. Oh, my God. Is he okay? Is he okay? (laughs) He's okay. Good. Thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Ozzy taking the big risks, but you know what? It's worth it because, man, he's a, I would love to see Ozzy give it. I was a late bloomer when it came to Ozzy and Black Sabbath. I think we talked about this on a previous podcast. We did. We did. We did. So let's not dabble too far. No, hey, we don't, we I got to ask. Are you, are you into like original like or like second wave emo? Yeah, I'm into enough of it. Like, I like Suicide Silence. I love Billy Talent. Oh uh, no, no, that's 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 not, like that's fourth. Not what I'm talking yeah, about. I guess that's 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 that's. I'm talking. Oh, My gee, Chemical like, Romance. No, no oh, I'm talking more farther back. Five, ten years before that. Yeah, um, I'm talking in the '90s. You're talking Creed? Like, is Creed counting? No, that? that's not emo. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking bands like Promise Ring. I'm talking. Texas is the reason. Oh, Texas is Jets the reason. Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sunny day real estate. Uh, you know. I hear where you're coming from. And then, and then, and then, like, and then, get up, kids. You know, the side projects, like the New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam, and then, yeah. And oh, dude, I'm I'm really into like this like really specific period of emo music. 
okay. is like it's like the precursor to Mallcore emo and the precursor to Mallcore screamo and hardcore, where a lot of the elements of like original hardcore from the DC scene uh, had like uh, some motive elements from like a band like uh, Rights of Spring. Some would wager even uh, even Fugazi's an emo band. I wouldn't. I don't know too much. I can't say, but basically, it trails off through into the 90s into these bands and they're sort of like college alternative rock mixed oh. with like mixed with like the emotions of pop punk american football is another band that's i do know american football yeah american football is like one of the original emo bands like with that that's that sort of sound the twinkly guitars the sort of no 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 like sort of like yeah. you know wistful uh, wistful melodies waning vocals Dude, the fucking rules. Emo fucking rules. I and know. like I, I've been lucky over the years to see some pretty classic emo bands. Like who? I saw the Get Up Kids at this there's here's the here's the bill. Look at this. It was Say Anything. <laughs> the Get Up Kids. Okay. Thrice. Jeez. And Dashboard Confessional. <laughs> that's a freaking set, baby. That's a that's, that's a, a lineup. That's that yeah. That's a '90s Dude, set I, right there, man. Holy! That, that was like that was that was 2000 and, uh, 2003, I think. Yeah. 2003, 2004. There's this venue called Arrow Hall, which is an old air air like air hangar, and uh, like Mississauga. Sounds like something out of a freaking rock band that you'd see in there as like a map, you know, like the. <laughs> yeah, you know, truly, like it was a pretty cool venue to see some good. I saw Muse there with Cold War Kids opening up once in like 2007. Oh, so before he got all into the super techno stuff. <laughs> yeah, like it was still like riding high off of Knights of Sidonia. You nice. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but that that bill was so good. And Get Up Kids I saw again later in life with Kevin Devine opening up, which is another emo legend. I saw American Football last year. Uh, and they're not last year, 2019. God, two years ago already. Farch. Farch, that's a word, right? Holy farch. <laughs> Holy farch. It sounds like farch something it up, a, bud. a Scottish man would say when he's just like, wants to <laughs> over-exaggerate something. When he's reclamped. Mm-hmm. Ah, farch. Mm-hmm. My haggis. My freaking haggis. My haggis. Jeez. Oh, Ronald, I dropped my haggis on my, on my hoof. Oh, no. How could you? <laughs> How could I? I don't know how to do this guy. Like, <laughs> uh, it's so hard. Like I, I, I want to base it off of course, like the guy from Simpsons, the janitor, but it's just like so hard to even get his voice going. Let's keep a wheelie. Oh, there you go. Seymour. Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's like the, uh, I can do a pretty good barge. Man, a lot of people don't even know whales. Ah, Petty and Zelma. <laughs> pretty good Fatty barge. Petty and Zelma. Oh, homie. Oh, homie. Man, if Marge you ever know? passes away, I, I think they know who they're going to cast. As, <laughs> yeah. Replace Julie Kavner, RIP. Ivan Rivers lives forever. Absolutely. That's what I say. Do not quote that. Do not that. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 dub that and put that into a dubstep song. Don't overlib that at all. Don't send that to her. She probably no. won't hear it. She probably will never. No. 
I love Julie Kavner. Look what she's provided for me for right. years. Right. Even if, even if it was only the first nine or ten seasons, and it wasn't sort of the bloated empire that it is now, even though it is the bloated empire that it is now, either way, she provided so much for me as uh, being entertained, giving me a snarky attitude, you know. Yeah. Question most things, you know. It was subversive television. It wasn't necessarily supposed to be for children, but of course it was. And of course it shaped the youth. And I think the youth of today are pretty, there's, the people who learn from the Simpsons are, you know, some pretty, pretty wise folk, I'd say for the most part. Absolutely. That's a gross overstatement and totally, uh, I don't know why I'm fucking going hard for the Simpsons right now. <laughs> they, go, they got a lot of bad politics. The funniest thing I do... find is when uh, Nancy Cartwright, uh, who plays Bart, um, a lot of people don't know that Bart's a female. Like, people don't, like, I guess, distinguish that with the voice acting. But, like, she'll go to, like, hairdresser appointments or whatever. I follow her on Instagram, and she'll be like, yeah, do you, you watch The Simpsons? And the, they'll be like, yeah. And be like, oh, really? You watch The Simpsons? Like, yeah, yeah, I've watched a few episodes. And then she just goes right into the Bart voice. And they're like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, it throws people off every single time just looking at her and then being like, oh, my God, that's Bart Simpson. What the fuck? <laughs> and she For loves it. all these it. years. Yeah, she loves she's it. She's a Scientologist, too. I had no idea she was into Scientology. That's crazy. <laughs> she's a Scientologist. She got busted a couple years back for uh, using the Bart voice to, to do Scientology callers. Oh, my Which God. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. I fucking would love to see that. I'll have to world's a wild up. place <laughs> i don't know i i find scientology to be like the mortal enemy of my existence in a way like because i <laughs> they're after you man now they're after you don't have this don't have you say bad about them in the press oh. the press that is the face of podcasts i don't know like i just don't i see i know the true story of how scientology came to be and i know where he got the money to make scientology and he stole it from we've jack carson going clear we've all seen it he, he made he stole money from jack made fucking off with his wife and then bought like three yachts and then sold the yachts to fund scientology well what a guy <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm not a fan of them. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> well, uh, uh, obviously, it's a very corrupt organization. I wouldn't call it a religion or a spiritual organization, even. I call it just a corrupt organization. Right. It's just a terrifying on the radar of terrifying. terrifying I don't want to see Tom Cruise running after me, man. That'd be the scariest thing in the world. Like, just Dude, Tom Cruise do you see when they door. leave cards outside of people's places? I, I think we need to scratch this all from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Edit back. Say, delete this segment right here. Click. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Who's at the door? Just kidding. Um, that's a good joke. Oh yeah. What's the What's the last record you've got? The last record I picked up is oh, you're gonna like this. But did you know the Dams Black record? They released a UK version with a live. 
cut on the like so i don't know if you know this but it's only in america like where you buy the dams black album in anywhere but the uk what is that what is that it's one of their last albums that they did is that a band the dams black no no the dam the dam themselves do you have you ever heard of the dam of the damned yeah yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're the damned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. punk band. Yeah. The punk band. The punk band yeah. that like says they're like the original punk band, but you know, so does yes. everybody else. <laughs> the damned, man. Yeah, the damned. So they have their I black... got a damned C D for uh, Christmas one year from my dad. He's like, You're getting the punk, here's a damned C D. Hmm. I was like sick. <laughs> I love Rock and Fuck. Uh Captain was, is it Captain? It's not Captain Sensible. What's the basis or the guitar? I think his name is Captain. I know nothing um, about the Damned. I gotta say, but I respect that you have respect for the Damned. But anyways, there's a song that the guitarist made, and it top charted number one in the UK only, and it's called, uh, I believe, Happy Song. You should really look okay. it up. But it's the most catchy fucking song you'll ever hear, and once you hear it, it's in your head forever. You don't really have a choice. Sick. Send me that. Yeah, I will. Hit me up. I will hit you up after this podcast with it. Hit me up, Matthew. <laughs> but uh, the damn back to the uh, the black album. But the, I yeah. I've been looking for it for a very long time. But I ended up finding they have a double LP only in the UK, and I had to get it shipped all the way here from the UK on from the original release. And uh, basically, because it has the second vinyl that has a live recording of like a 14 minute song they did and i'm that guy who loves when musicians just fucking go all out for 14 minutes one of my favorite doors songs is the lizard king which is a 14 minute song of jim morrison you mentioned poetry. that on the last podcast yeah. i think yeah i mentioned it why way too often because it's such a good song and anybody who hasn't heard it should hear it but the dams black album has their one song that you can only technically own you can't even own it digitally um unless you put it from vinyl and then i'm I'm sure there's somebody who did it somebody probably ported their vinyl to mp3 and ruined the value for everybody else but you know how that goes we gotta share we gotta share the love share all the music but you gotta uh you gotta rock you gotta roll exactly and yeah you have to rock but then after you rock for a while you gotta think about I should let it roll for a sec. You know, it's not a little roll. Just let it roll for a few. You know, start with the rock for sure, of course. Don't don't stop from rocking. But don't forget, you gotta have you gotta have a big a big roll too. You know, just a good roll. You know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you know. So that was the record you last got. Yeah. Uh, I got a record in the mail today. What'd you get? And it's just. I, I got a seven inch from one of my favorite bands. They're called Drag the River. They feature Chad Price from the band All, which was an offshoot of the band Descendants. If you know the Descendants, I have, yes. I've heard of them. Yeah, and then All, the offshoot, had Chad Price in one of their eras and then their final era. And then he also has this band Drag the River, which is my favorite thing he has with another guy named John Snodgrass. Who's in a band called Armchair Martian. Trade the River, in my opinion, is the best thing they've done together. They have two great records. One's called, they did phenomenal records, tons of them. But my two favorite are You Can't Live This Way and the self-titled Drag the River record. 
But what I got in the mail today was a seven inch from Hometown Caravan Fishing Club. It's the Drag the River Fishing Club seven inch with the song Fishing Hole and Rattlesnake Creek. Friggin' rules, Ooh. bud. Just two songs about fishing. Just fish. That's great, man. Just gotta, gotta love the fishing tunes. But the problem is, can't listen to them while you're fishing. That's the real struggle. That's the struggle well, of fishing tunes, my friend. That is difficult. I don't think they are on Spotify. Really? But uh, it's sort of nice. And they, you know, say you had a nice day of fishing. And you, you come home. home like, I think I'm gonna, wanna, yeah. 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 That's exactly what they're for. <laughs> well, even like the A side is called going down to the fishing hole. Sort of oh. like that. Right? Yeah. So you wake up in the morning, you put that on with your coffee. Just before you go fishing. It's just one song, right? Yeah. Side B. To get you hyped. Rattlesnake Creek. It's a little bit more bassy. It's a little bit more ethereal. It's like Rattlesnake Creek. Ooh, and it's like, it's like, ooh. And he's like sort of smoky and like, whoa, whoa. It's really, it's a really mm. lovely song. Smoky stuff is always fun. That's why Willie Nelson. I, I yeah. Dude, this record, I had, I remember like, I, I used to not buy digital music very often. I'm, I've always been a very concrete guy. Like, you know, if I like a record, I'll buy it. You want to own it. You physically it smell it. You want to you smell that new vinyl, that old vinyl. You want to inhale the plastic and uh, plop it down on the needle and watch it spin, right? I, I, it's, not, it's that, and I also like listening to digital music. You know, don't get me wrong. I like the convenience of being able to put on something. But if I love a record that I found on Spotify, I want to find the record, you know? Look at you, Ivan. The physical girl in the digital world. That's me. Yeah. Living in a material world. And I am a material <laughs> girl. <laughs> you are, Ivan. But that's okay. Because material records are the bread and butter to what created such a beautiful... Um, way to collect music like otherwise people couldn't own music unless they knew how to play it <laughs> themselves or just went to uh or had the ability to own a band fucking weird kings if you're going og you're going og you're like you're like you're like man like these days before we didn't have records we'd just be like traveling troops playing to a bar <laughs> exactly who wants that again <laughs> Yeah, I guess we don't live in quite a feudal state. Uh, uh, yeah, records, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're hilarious, Matt. I think you're a great guy. Well, thank you so much, man. I try my hardest to be as uh, strange and weird and out of the ordinary as can be. I, uh, I'm, a count I'm the counterculture to counterculture. I'm the counter-positive culture. I'm, the count I'm just counter-all culture. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna play. Let's play a game right now. You want to play a game? Sure, let's play a game. It's gonna be either or. Okay. And I'm gonna list some bands. You're gonna say either or. Mm -hmm. So it's like if one is uh, like better than the other, and then like you'll lose one, and then you'll go, you'll say another one, and then you have to compare those two, kind of thing. No, not even. It's just gonna be light. It's just gonna be. Two, it's like two a bands. one versus one. Okay. It's like two styles okay. that are similar. Okay. Up against each other. I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. Queens of the Stone Age versus System of a Down. <sighs> Queens of the Stone Age, my dude. 
Ooh, that's uh, I, I wondered. I wondered. That's your A number one. Yeah. Probably, right? Well, it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. I'd go I'd go system of a down, but that's because they're just like I've I've been with them for a long time. You know, I've been hanging out with that a few of their records for a long time. I, I just bought this last year their self titled record on vinyl. Which is like the one before uh, Toxicity. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, that record rules. System of the Down is definitely a huge uh, influence for me on just life in general. But like Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Homme, Troy, oh man, they just, uh, they speak to me, man. I don't know what it is. They just, they know me. <laughs> um. Like, it comes to Queens of the Stone Age. They have a weird past, though. I don't know if you knew this, but their original... Oh, Nick Oliver. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. messy sitch. And then... Yeah. You know, I'm always a... Cre- I'm a credence for someone who loves bad... Like, bad boys, I guess, in a way. Like, people who just want to destroy their lives. Like Jim Morrison. <laughs> and <laughs> Mark Marin And Josh Homme. <laughs> People who like to hate themselves. Kurt Cobain, you know, the, these are my idols. It's not a really great place for these people to be in. But like, yeah. hey, I'm in a great place. But I look I, I look up to their better qualities. I know they're awful people at times. But hey, everybody has their bad parts. You know, you, you got to just look at Everyone's suffering their own ways too, yeah. you know. Exactly. And they just deal with it in their own way. Uh, I, I've collected every single Queens of the Stone Age vinyl, but... You know what I could tell you that System of the Down has on Queens of the Stone Age? What? Their vinyl quality. So Queens of the Stone Age, for whatever reason, their two best albums, they half-assed recording the vinyl. It's just stereo recording. Like, they just took the CD and just put it on the vinyl, which is just... (sighs) Okay, guys, like, how much more half-assed can you do it? Like, you couldn't just port the mono or even just any any original recording instead you just take the one that everybody already owns and put it out there so it was threes and sevens and uh songs for the deaf beautiful albums horrible vinyl recordings <laughs> sucks yep see so like cd era albums that they just never took they maybe they just didn't have the masters at hand right away or they weren't working with the original masters to be able to get a vinyl master that's probably it. Um, and like, because I, I got a record this year. I got that, uh, or last year. Damn, I keep forgetting. It's a whole new year, right? But uh, right. it was uh, Billy Talent's first record on vinyl. And I put it on, and it just sounded like a, like a CD. Yeah, I have it. It does. <laughs> it just sounds like a CD. And it I was does. like a little let down. I wanted to be like really blown away by the dynamics of that record. Cause that is like a, it's a phenomenal, like a, that record sounds great loud. Like I remember, did you ever, were you around when the punk show was on much music? Yeah. Yeah. You know, at night on a Friday. Oh yeah. I remember when stereos was on it for the first time. And that's where I heard them the first time. <laughs> I think you're watching the wrong show. My friend. They would never let stereos on the punk show. It was way near the end of it, man. Like they, it was what, 2007 or six. Man. Oh man. Stereos on the punk show. I find that hard to believe, Matt Lipke. My punk credentials 
are flashing. My my, are you a true punk alert is going off in my I'm head. I'm not saying I <laughs> like the stereos. I'm saying I watch much music and I just didn't want to flip the channel. Okay, <laughs> that's true. I like. Hey, that's true. Hey, hey, I like stereos. I reviewed that first stereos record for a blog I was working on in college, and their university. Whatever, same damn thing. But uh, uh, this blog I was working on, I reviewed the stereos record. I was like, this is sort of hard to hate. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so damn catchy. It's so damn stupid, but yeah. it's pretty damn fun. I would and say a lot that. of ways, like a year later or so, we'd have LMFAO coming out. Right. You know, or the same year, whatever it was, 2009. Uh, and... They really, they really friggin' nailed it for me. I love LMFAO. Me and my buddy Ryan Brito, I gotta shout him out. I got a song on my, under my other alias, Mikey Chuck Rivers, called Josh Ryan and Me. The Ryan is him. Ryan Brito, shout out. He sings on a Stuck It Here record. He's all part of the, the Ivan Rivers lore. He's part of the Ryan lore. Ryan Brito, book. shout out. Clinton, Ontario Zone. Anyway, I play Halo with this guy all the time. Nice. You know, I'm probably gonna be playing Halo with him tonight. And him and my and my OG, my OG Clinton Ontario cronies, Ian Cameron. He's a doc. Brando Laporte. Do you play the Master Chief collection, or you play usually? We do Master Chief, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. Now. See, we were we were playing Reach for so long. We and then one day, my buddy Ryan was like, "I should just switch over to Master Chief." You guys made the right and decision. He, because now you're going to lose all your stuff. As a, We were talking about that a few days yeah. ago. Fuck, man. Shutting down the old servers, the old uh, Bungie. Uh, I, I heard a servers. few of them were going to be saved, but no, Bungie's going to be gone. Yeah. Damn, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad I switched over, but it yeah. sucks. End of an era. It is because I was playing that game for ten years, man. For fucking ten years. Exactly. I played it. I, I played it yesterday while I was getting an update on Master Chief. I've been playing it for fucking eleven years. I was playing Rainbow <laughs> Six yesterday. It's almost as old, and I'm like, man. My my one buddy who saw me playing, he was in the chat with me. He's like, you know, you're playing a ten year old game almost, right? I'm like, but it's still fun. Like, why does it matter if it's ten years, five years? 13 years one of my all-time favorite games as you were asking earlier um for yeah. multiplayer at start least. off the show what as is it multiplayer at least starhawk that's where i met majority of my gaming friends that i still have today and they almost are like family to me uh yeah. amazing it's a weird game the idea is cowboys in space with mechs <laughs> and they build like bases and then you fight like each other. Uh, but the problem was that people got an ability that would allow them just to break all the buildings uh, with their knife. And then they ended up taking it out of the game, but it fucking tanked the game so hard that uh, the studio shut down. And so before Damn. they shut down, they took the, the ability out of the game. Thank God. And then the game was beautiful, but the nothing else could come out for the game because the developers didn't exist anymore. <laughs> So oh, it was private servers. Such a shame. But I, I met like 150, like my clan was like, I think it's still top 50 in the world. Like, you know, but we, we'd all play like a hundred uh, people, you know, like in one server kind of thing. Just all of us, all of us knew each other. And like, you knew who was killing you every time. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you knew the yeah. guy on the other team and you're like, motherfucker, why? Or, 
it, it just made the experience so much better. It would be like playing dodgeball in school, you know, like where you have your whole class and you know the fucker who's hitting you. Like, you know him. You know him. You see him every day. <laughs> and you just want to smoke him right back. Yeah, right? exactly. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Starhawk is probably up there for me. And then PlayStation Home is my all-time dream baby. If that ever came back in any way, I would be a happy boy. But I don't even know if it would be as good as it was originally when it was a thing. It was basically a life sim. Um but it was just a money pit because you just had to buy everything in the game. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, there's another one that's a life sim. But it's it's a lot like VRChat, except VRChat's more free-friendly. And I don't know why I don't like VRChat. So that's the thing. Like, if PS Home ever came out again, would I even care? Because VRChat exists and it's basically the same thing, but better because it's VR, right? Like, you're literally doing the motions generally and you can care. do anything care about that? free. I, I play it every once in a while. Like my friends who have VR will be like, Hey, come play VR chat with me. And I'll be like, all right, sure. And we'll go in and they become big titty chicks. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, this is interesting. And I'm sitting there as a Shrek tell us, like I, I, I like to, I have a meme as my character, like the avatar. And it's just Shrek opening and closing the, uh, the bathroom, uh, porta potty. And then the, the song kicks in. So that's my avatar in VR chat. If you ever see it, that's me. Uh, I'm, I'm, the, I, I'm the Shrek okay. porta potty. If I'm ever in the VR chat and I see a Shrek porta potty, I'm like, I guess that's Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Who else could that be? Exactly. Who else could that be? That's great. <laughs> but it's free. It's more free than PlayStation Home ever was. So I don't know why I don't indulge in it more. I think it's. I'm one of those people that's so console driven, but like I own the best PC possible. Like I could play any PC game I want and run it at a high specs, but I just, I don't, I don't have the nature of playing it. I find it stressful playing on a keyboard, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, like it adds, it adds to my stress then takes it away where games are supposed to, you know, numb the stress. We're like with a controller, it's just like all the buttons are right there. But like when you're typing, it's just like, uh, I don't even feel like I have the same shooter control as I do with a mouse. Like when I'm like playing on a controller better against a PC. But yeah, PC games just, they, they put me in a place where I, I feel like I'm not as good, but like when I use a controller, I can still smuck kids, even though I know like <laughs> they can still get the jump on me, but I, I still strategically think like, Oh, I'll sneak up behind them this way or whatever. And you know, like I can get the jump on them still, but it's just like, on head on head combat or whatever, like, you know, like I, Oh, I would lose every time because it's not my choice. You know, like I don't really get to choose whether or not I win that. Just watched a guy, uh, uh, this commentator for AEW, uh, golden boy. Yeah. I watched him on Twitch playing master chief and he was playing on a keyboard and a mouse. And I was like, that's very interesting. Yeah. He was probably mucking. Probably pretty he good. He's pretty good. He was getting. I mean, he wasn't like he wasn't. He won like one game that I saw. He was doing free for all though. Have you ever watched? Like, I don't care for Fortnite anymore. But have you ever watched one of those Fortnite kids who are really professional play? No, like, I've never seen. I will say I've never seen a, a single thing about Fortnite. Oh my god! Just watch. Look up like Boogie Four Nine Five or. I'm not gonna start now. No, 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 no! Don't watch it for like an hours. I mean, just like watch like five seconds of this guy building. 
and it looks like he's on crack cocaine. Like he's just like, oh, he's just freaking his mouth's going everywhere. He's freaking building all around him. And like, you can't even see how he's building so fast. Like the eye vision doesn't even comprehend to that like extent that he's building. And it's just like, what am I watching right now? Art, it's, live art. It just Live uh, Fortnite art. Yeah, it almost feels like uh, I either it's art or I'm having a seizure. I don't know. Either way, it's a sensory experiment. It's, it's an absolute it's sensory like experiment. It's like a freaking weirdo Tim Curry creep. <laughs> sensory experiment. Right? <laughs> I'm not much of a gamer myself, but I gotta say my favorite games... Uh, if I had to go for the classics, GTA 3, man. GTA 3 is a solid one, and I honestly wish that they'll make a remake for it someday. It was just, it was the thing that got me, like, I, I remember I got a 64 for Christmas a couple years before. And I got Smash Bros. and WrestleMania 2000, which I love, but No Mercy was the better game. My buddy Grant Jeff McJaws had a copy of No Mercy, and I played at his place. But then I, my cousin Zach, one day at my Nana's house out in Huron Park, got a PS2 rented from the rental store. Remember when you could rent a video yeah, game you console? Could rent that stuff? You could, I used to do it all the time. I used to rent a PS2 back in the day. It's hilarious. We rented a PS2 and he rented GTA 3, and I played that game, and that was like, holy guacamole. <laughs> And before, I was never someone who, like, finished games. You know what I mean? I never beat the bosses. I would just play, like, whatever I was comfortable with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I played Smash Bros, I was getting... I was unlocking as many characters as I could, you know? But I wasn't, I wasn't like, getting the highest score this this way, this way, the other way. I was, I was, I was using... To be fair, I had a Game Shark <laughs> on my 64. Nice. <laughs> and I had, I had a Game Genie. I had a game shark. I had a game shark for my PS2 too. I, was, I had a code breaker. I had a code breaker. I think it was called. My parents always thought that they were gonna break my consoles so they wouldn't buy them for me. I would explain it to them and be like, "That's cheating, and you might break your console." And it's just like and they sold it at EB. I know, yeah. and I would I would hold it to, like I would be like, "This is what I want," and they'd be like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "Well, basically, I can like do things with the Pokemon in my game, and I can I can make my Smash characters do things." And they're like. Is it, is it legal? <laughs> like, well, you can buy it at the store. Is it legal? And I'm like, I, d- I don't know. Well, it's not in the game originally. No, then you can't have it. You're gonna, you're gonna break your game. Because of course they don't understand <laughs> anything to do with video games. <laughs> Man, I remember you could play as Master Hand in Super Smash Brothers. I, I. That's true. I only got to do it on PC like afterwards because yeah. I didn't have the courtesy to have one. <laughs> I, my favorite thing about GTA 3, though, that my, that game was so classic. Like The story was very rewarding. Do you remember the cheat uh, sheets? Did you did you ever like write down all your cheats, like all the cheats? Oh, I memorized them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like the rocket launcher <laughs> oh, yeah. cheat and the money cheat. The uh, jump cheat. Jump cheat. I love the car jumping cheat. That's my favorite cheat. Such a good one. Like, you know, you load up on the, you know, but like, you know, going through the game, I remember playing with my cousin Alex and just like playing it. I played with my cousin Zach too. Played with my cousin Dean. Played with every cousin, man. Every fucking cousin is playing with this game. Gosh darn game. But, 
Now that I think about it, I think uh, I never owned my it. My favorite thing. And I played it always at Cousins. Thing. Sorry, continue. I only played it with Cousins. Exactly. Exactly. But I remember pl- riding in that freaking uh, mafioso black sleek sedan kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? The car? Yes. That little car that uh, you can get at the mafioso place. Like, putting on double clef FM. Omeo Babino Caro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you mean. Oh, cruising and just doing drive-bys just through the street, or like fun. just taking the fire truck down the top top of the hill and going down as fast as you can and smashing cars like with your fire truck. Yeah. Or like putting on the fly cheat and going down that hill and like taking off in the air. <laughs> Because so many times I wouldn't beat the game enough that I could get past the first uh, the first bridge. Aww. So we would spend so much of our time just trying to jump the bridge. Yeah, right. <laughs> jump the gap and make it to the other side of the island. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, what a game. Look, look, I'm having. Yeah, I don't play. You know what? I gotta give it. I gotta give a shout out to my number two game. My number two game. Gotta give it to the Sims franchise. Sims, which one? Damn. Which one in general? Because three. I, I mean, Sims three is the last one, yeah. one I played. I platinumed four on PS4, but like, it's not the same experience as on PC. And the oh, four, you gotta play PC, yeah, yeah for sure. Just, like, it doesn't make sense good, on the console. Man. There's so much stuff missing from it that you just. It's not the same. <laughs> and there's Star Wars stuff. Why? God? Why? EA? Why? Oh, that sucks. So like, there's a whole expansion with star wars you know what the collaboration was on sims 3 katie perry man i i freaking dig the katie perry dlc okay like that's cool like was, she's she was singing Simless, right yeah she had her own like thing in sims your whole storyline it was that's the, cool yeah, it was a dlc thing they freaking put star wars in sims 4 Whatever, like, I, I want to be a bounty hunter Sims in Sims. I can go and do that in any other game ever. Like, Sims. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of that stuff. Like, <laughs> Just let me play I, my I life of an avatar where I have my own kids and get to name them stupid names and get to like, fuck Grim Reaper, crap, okay? Man. That's all I want to do. I, just get Grim Reaper's boner going. I love, uh, I had a family called, uh, the Kratmans. It was Doofy Kratman. Nice. And his daughter. And I accidentally built a fence around Doofy Kratman. I was, this when I first got the Sims, I was in like grade seven or grade eight, grade eight, I think. And I, and I locked him and I couldn't figure out how to take down the walls. And he died. Fuck. <laughs> Miserable. But Doofy did, Kratman. Did he at least on. become a ghost? I, I think, I forget because it's the first one. Oh, he shit. must have become a ghost. Or was that the second one? Only? I think the second one had ghosts to start. I yeah, the second one was good. the second one was a classic. Right, like, that was a great. That's what game. got me into it. Like I didn't originally play much of the first one. Like I played it, but it wasn't like important to me. And then two came out, and it was like, oh my god, this game stepped it up. You know, two had all the features like yeah. to the extreme. Yeah, for and sure. also like had such a great, wonderful community of downloadable content that was all illegal patches and stuff and skates like the teleporter do you ever have the teleporter made life so much easier dude yeah like instead of waiting for someone to phone call they just come right over 
Yeah. So you can get them to take them to Bone Town or take them out for dinner, whatever you want to do. I don't even think the teleporter is in four. Now that I think about it, probably not. I mean, because was a, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a real thing, right? I know, like, but you think they would have added it later? I know they added it, like they didn't add it to three, but the mod existed for three. Like it was, it was great. Like there was so, and like all the skins were great. Like you could look like anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, not like just a hipster. No, you could like, like you could download. I my I had I had a patch that was me my favorite shirt when I was like in grade, you know, six or seven or eight. My favorite shirt, me my a face that I digitally put on my own like on like an MS Paint document oh, and turned great. it into like a, a a skin. So my face like all like morphed onto a onto a sim face. <laughs> I, I and my wife a... was Jennifer Lopez oh, in the classic like green dress that she wore to like some award event. Yeah, and uh, it was we had a wonderful life. We had a barbecue out on our dream life patio, but uh, the stairs burned down what? and we didn't have a door to the inside. Oh my god! So we burned alive. Oh, it was awful. A picture perfect life. What a life to live, man! Holy crap! The, the firefighters were just standing below, being like, "We don't know what to do." There's no there. Uh, they're there. They're dead. I don't know. <laughs> Can't help yeah. them. It, it was miserable. Ah, oh, jeez. Speaking of miserable, like I felt miserable for no fucking reason the last few weeks, and that's why we've been putting off this podcast, Ivan. And I apologize for that. But it's no worries, man. I get it. It's we always, don't always feel a-okay. Yeah, it has a lot to do with politics and just, I, like, I'm a socialite, you know? Like, I, I fucking, I'm a butterfly who needs to come out of his cocoon as much as possible. And I'm like, I, I can't get out right now, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's frustrating for me because I'm a, I want to hang out with people. I, I love to interact with people. I want to come see you, man, but it's just COVID. COVID makes it such a difficulty to do anything that contains or pertains to uh, the lifestyle I like to live. But that's everybody right now, I feel like. And, you know, everybody's claustrophobic. Everybody wants to just get out. Nobody wants to be with at home, you know. Walking you know, is the best way to get I might be one of the out. only few who doesn't mind it that much, I'll say. Like, I don't mind, but I but I do. I want to see people. I miss yeah, like exactly. I mean, like we 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 had a few backyard visits so far in the winter time, and it is a little hard to do. Absolutely. I mean, it's worth it every time. Like the visits are always great and totally fun. But by after the first hour and a half, you're like, okay, we said we would make it for two hours. How was it two hours yet? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Um, um, and it's just a little difficult, but uh, you know. I, I do. I've luckily have a good sort of network of uh, buddies. Like I got my Halo buddies that sort of hang out almost almost four to four nights out of the week. I got my stuck in a movie club. My band has a movie club where we get together on Friday nights now oh. and talk about a movie that we watched together. That's awesome. Yeah, we talk about an album this week. The our drummer Pat chose uh, uh, chose the album. The chose the the movie The Color of Money by uh, directed by Martin Scorsese I think with Tom Cruise and Paul Newman Yeah. Uh, I don't know if actually it's Scorsese or not so don't quote me on that 
But yeah, it's like I just watched the movie that was the prequel, not the prequel, but the original part, The Hustler, with Paul Newman and uh, Jackie Gleason and Jersey Scott and uh, Piper Laurie. I was like, well, that movie freaking rules! I can't wait to watch this one. It's it's a pretty good fun uh, event that we have going on. We've been doing it pretty strong since the start of COVID, where we just decided to like, you know, make sure that we're keeping in contact with each other. And uh, and we're watching good movies along the way, having good little discussions too. And that's all you can do right now. You got to just figure something out. And you know, doing a movie club is fucking sick, man. Like with the band. Yeah. We look forward to it every week. I know I definitely do. And it's a way for you guys to feel inspired as well, because you're all experiencing something still together. So when ever you do come together to make music, you know, you all feel that same inspiration in some ways from the films you guys watch together. You know. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully we'll feel inspired. We're so eager to get to like uh, get to a stage. You know, I, was, I get what you're saying, like getting outside. I'm I'm a social butterfly myself too, man. And uh, and I gotta say, uh, having a band and not being able to get together and like jam out a few songs, especially when you, when I've been cooped up for a while, I've got a few new good ones cooking. And uh, hopefully my, and it sounds like the rest of the band all has, uh, has stuff to bring to the table. So we're all like, oh man. You're just cooking it, you know? You're, it's, it's a cooking pot that's just boiling. Well, we haven't really figured out how to do much home home recording stuff, like in it's terms hard. of demoing. It's, it's a little difficult. I'm not a pro like I used to be. I used to have this, I still have it here, but it doesn't really work much. This Boss 12 track. <laughs> and they had like a CD burner into the system. I had mixer right on the board and I would just like mix songs live and like bounce them to CD. It's a way to and, do it uh, back in the day. You still do. Yeah. It was, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good setup, but uh, I, you know, my lo-fi masterpieces of your, uh, my, uh, hasn't translated to like modern day technical prowess. Uh, but I did record a Christmas EP with my sister. We have a band called Love Up to Dexter. And we did a Christmas EP. We don't need to talk about Christmas. No, we can still talk well, about you. We can promote your CD. Oh, well, you know, either way, Love Up to Dexter is a band with my sister and I. We are like a twee folk, uh, sort of pseudo-comedy slash heartwarming, uh, poppy, punky, acoustic act. It's really fun, really cutie. I don't know what cutie means cutesy uh but it's also like a smart it's like it's like a, a punch in the face and a wink in your eye <laughs> and like it's a, it's it's pretty snappy and it's it's fun stuff you know and we just put a christmas album out on the christmas day called uh merry christmas pony bob and i'm just in the process of trying to figure out how to get all of our material we have about six eps wow. five or six eps uh that aren't on streaming services that we want to get up on there yeah, man, get them up there. And yeah, know, maybe people can have Christmas music right now to feel a little bit more upbeat because, you know, Christmas music's always more upbeat and more, you know, well, re- remembering the good Yeah, time. or they can just listen to anything else. But <laughs> <laughs> What? Ivan <sighs> Rivers, the, collect- the collection of Christmas records man here saying to listen to I anything know. else? Hey, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I still, I, I put away most of my Christmas decorations, but I still have some lights up. 
Because oh, I, I like the twinkly lights. Everybody loves twinkly lights. It's... I love the twinkly lights, and I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time surrendering the twinkly lights. It's definitely difficult. I have some hanging on my guitar racks right now. Just, I think they're just yeah. white ones that I, I had from somewhere. From, I think from my place on Fleming, and I just strung them up here. And they, I don't even plug them in, but they definitely work. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're still there. <laughs> I love that you had a place on Fleming. That's so classic fan shot, man. <laughs> well, did I ever tell you how I got beat up by five people on my own at my Halloween party? I think I heard about that. that I remember you came in with a black eye. That freaking sucked. Yeah, and then Abe made me shave my beard <laughs> right after. He's like, I. this oh. is what he did. He said, I will donate $100, Matt. He looked at my black eye laughing as he did it and said, I will donate a hundred dollars to the Movember thing if you shave your beard. And I'm like, why do you oh want me God. to do this? And he's like, because you don't want to do it. And I'm like, what is wrong with this man? <laughs> and of course, my thought process is, wow, help out people or sh- look like an idiot, or not look like an idiot and look like an idiot because I didn't help people. <sighs> I guess I'm shaving my beard to look like an idiot. So. They live record me. I don't know if you remember this. They live record me when the the company is shaving my beard for Movember. And you see my black eye. And I'm pretty sure somebody comments in the chat at one point, is he okay? Because <laughs> it kind of just looks like I'm in a chair and they just someone just beat the living shit out of me. Yeah, someone fucking decked you and then slid you in the chair. Cut him up. Sally. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Fleming. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine living there now and how those kids are doing. I know a lot of universities are not, you know, taking any of this very seriously. And when they're talking about it on the news and they talk to these university students, some of them are just like, Well, I think because they have to isolate, that's punishment enough. And it's just like well, no. It it's not even that, man, like you should just know in the first place just not to be having massive gatherings right now. It's just logical. No matter how much you want to. I have not even to. heard about Yeah, that can only imagine what's going on. Right. Right now. Kids, man. Hey, kids are going to be kids. Yeah. And thank God I'm not in that position anymore. I'm just glad we graduated college when we did because we got... Like, I thought we got the shittiest end of the stick when we had the... No. I had the strike. Uh, I don't know. If yeah, I got there. in there just. Yeah, right I there. had to take a year off, but uh, I got in there and friggin' nailed it by sneaking in right after the strike and right before this. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got the. I was lucky. Time. I thought, holy goodness, if I waited any other time. Right, you would have been screwed. It all made sense, you know. It all made sense. We never would have met off. then, too. You know, we never would have met. And hey, I this is a friendship that I, I I put high in my friendship book. That's good. I got a book. I, I put man. you up high in too. So yeah. <laughs> hey, what are you what are you what are you sipping on today? Uh, I was drinking a shake that I made of strawberry, banana, yogurt, vodka, and ice. Oh, dude, spiked it with the vodka. Look at that guy go. That's a fun time. Well, like, I felt like if I didn't drink it this morning, then, like, I might as well spike it up with vodka tonight because, you know, 
not really a morning drink. Like, because usually the shake, you know, sh- yogurt shakes are like a morning drink, right? So I'm like, you know, I'll put some vodka in there, make it an evening drink. Hell up to the fuck yeah. Right? I'm just, I'm sipping on a, sipping on a cherry bubbly. Cool. Cherry bubbly. Cherry cola. I've got the, have you tried these PC uh, sparkling sodas? Yeah, and I like to put uh, the, the Kool-Aid drops in them. It just makes it like 10 times more sugary for me. <laughs> well, that's, I like without the sugar. That's the whole best part of them. I know. <laughs> I'm but a like, cliche. Have, I'm they have, like, they have like root beer and like cream soda. Yeah, I've had the cream and soda. And my fa- favorite is the cherry vanilla. Mm. Oh, it's like, it's, just, it's like having a Dr. Pepper with no sugar. It's so great. Yeah, I could imagine. That'd be freaking, yeah. Well, see, I don't understand why they say Dr. Pepper is 52 flavors when it only tastes like vanilla and, yeah, you know, like cola kind of almost or root beer. Oh, yeah. cherry. And maybe a little cinnamon. Maybe some ginger there. Oh, maybe there's a, see, you just start counting them. Yeah, you're right. You just start <laughs> counting them all. Maybe there is 52. <laughs> I love Dr. Pepper, though. That's like my, think, my favorite pop. It's definitely a good one. Uh, I didn't. I okay, never... you and me. Let's do a top three, each of us. Let's okay. do top three. Okay. Number number one, both. I have Dr Pepper. What do you got? Number one is a uh, Voltage Mountain Dew for me. Voltage Mountain Dew. Okay, You're adding the adding the little caffe- caffeinated spike. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, number two. My number two. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll, uh, I'll go first. Do you go first? It's up to you. We can. Well, Mm. Okay, I was stupid. We're deliberate. Uh, I got number two. I got grape, grape soda. Like what kind? I of grape love soda? a good like grape a soda. PC grape soda, Pardon? like Crush, like the the Crush. Oh, it's grape? Crush for yeah, sure. Not yeah. the Fanta. Fanta's good. Fanta's pretty high octane. But uh, the Crush soda, I used to, I used to love the orange because my favorite color as a kid was orange. I think and the only, I, I, only time I should ever drink Fanta is at an insane clown posse concert. And I plan to be. No, that's Fago. That's Fago. Oh, it's Fago. It's Fago. Yeah, and Fago rules. They, oh, you just reminded me of what my top three is. There you go. Oh, there we go. Okay. So your number two. My number two is Cherry Cola. Cherry Cola. Have you ever heard of that song? The Eagles of Death Metal. Josh Homme and No. Jesse. I Lewis. know the band, but I've never heard the song. Oh, it's such a good song. Cherry Cola. Want you to be my cherry cola. <laughs> it's like so, ooh, it's so dirty. But I, I do love cherry cola for the longest which, time. Which brand? Coca-Cola over Pepsi every time. Cherry Coke. So cherry Coke. Yeah, yeah. Like wild. Do you remember like the vintage cherry Coke that came in like the cool lettering? Yeah, that's what I was just about to get into saying. Like uh, oh. when I was a kid, I could never, ever find it in grocery stores or corner stores or anything. So I, whenever I was in the States, I would buy a fuck ton of it. Like when I went to Damn. Boston, when I was like 16, I just, I, the, the whole class looked at me like I was a fucking insane person, but I bought like five cases and put up, put them on the bus with me. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? And it's just like, you don't get it. You can't buy this in America, like in Canada. You don't understand. This is only a taste I can get here. I need it. It's a necessity, okay? Oh, it's so good. I used to do the same with Wild Cherry Pepsi. <sighs> yeah, right? 
yeah, same I would get situation. the Wild Trek Pepsi and bring it back over the border. So I know exactly what you're talking about. One thing you can't bring on the other side of the border, of course, is Kinder Eggs for some reason. People think they're going to sneak drugs into them. <laughs> but, yeah, Cherry oh. Cola is the way to go uh, for my number two. That's number two, Coke. okay. And then number three, man. Yeah, Grape Crush has always been a number three for me. You know, See, we got Grape Crush showing up on two lists. I'm yeah. glad to see that. Grape Crush is a top-tier pop. It's, I it go to this barbecue is. spot in the, in, in the east end of Toronto called Beach Hill Smokehouse. Unreal barbecue from a real Texan. And uh, so it's real Texas barbecue. Go there. Get a nice grape pop. Or get a nice sweet tea or a grape pop. But you can always get a grape pop and get your sides there. Coleslaw, your, your, your potato salad. You get your triple D, triple meat sandwich, you know. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Triple D stacker, you know. Oh. But uh, so shout out to grape pop. Shout out to great choice. Uh, my number three spot, I got to give it to the OG. Here on Park. Here I am sitting here on Park. Going to the variety store across the highway, across the airport line. You know what we're getting a two-liter of? We're getting that Fago Red Pop. Fago Red. Fago Red Pop. Oh. It's like oh. fake strawberry, maybe. Yeah. We don't really know. We don't know, but insane. But we love it so, it, and we all love it so. Yeah, you know what? I loved it as a kid. We used to get Fago Red Pop. It would turn our tongue super red. It was so sugary, so artificial flavored. It's supposedly a strawberry. Who knows? Uh, it is. Some, and you know what? The corner store right down the road from me always has Fago Red Pop in the store. And as an adult, every once in a while, I'm in there. I'm getting my bag of white takis. You're like, I gotta I'm get that. A bag of, if they're out of that, I'm getting a bag of you know, buffalo, buffalo wing, blue cheese uh, combos, you know those? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm getting, oh, okay, maybe a no energy, a little, a little, a little white, a white can uh, monster energy drink. But then I'm getting a two liter. Two liter. A big old two liter of that red pop. All the way from Nan and Paws, I was sipping on it as a kid. As to an old adult man, wisely sipping on it as an adult. Oh yeah, Sonny. That's the way I like it. You know That's what? a good top three for three. Absolutely. Pops here on Face It, the podcast with your host, <laughs> Matt Lipsky. Thinking about, uh, you know, corner stores randomly, but I was uh, I was at one yesterday and I, I bought some Loon Moons because, you know, I thought of you. I was like, man, Ivan loves these. You know, fucking grab some Loon Moons. That's my dog right there, dude. Loon Moons are the... Bomb diggity. I'm so glad you thought of me no and grabbed such a formidable snack. Absolutely. Next time I'll I was just talking to my buddy Ryan and he had Joe Louis and uh, Caramels on deck. And I was like, wow, to have both. He's got kids. So it makes a little sense. Yeah, it makes know? a little bit but of also, sense. But... It's also for him and his wife. Like, there's yeah, girlfriend absolutely. and his partner. My dad used to yeah. get so mad at me when I would eat his, uh, the the cream ones, like the, the chocolate with the, where it had the, uh, the cake on the inside, and then it was the caramel on top. Oh, the uh, caramel, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the caramel ones. And, like, every time I would go and, like, sneak into the freezer and grab one, because he'd freeze them. And uh, 
he'd oh, like they were pretty scream good at me. He would scream at me. He'd be like, did you take one? And I'm like, uh. no. Let me smell your breath. <laughs> Boy. And it's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> smell Fuck. your breath. You, you took one. You did. Do you not understand? Those are dad's snacks. Those are his. Not yours. His. Mine. You don't get one. So now I eternally get them anytime I see them and I'll point them out to him and be like, hey, look at this. And then I'll eat it in front of him. <laughs> These are mine. That's what you do. These are mine. They're mine now. Off, I'm a man now. I can, I can own these. Oof, high octane drama here on Facebook. We just faced it. We just all faced all it right there. Faced some real world struggles about yeah. chocolate s- treaty snacks. <laughs> oh man, I love you, Arden. Holy fuck! Love you too, you, you dingus, you wonderful man. Let's put up a statue of you in Cambridge. Which part of Cambridge am I in? Is that what you said? I said they should put a statue of you up in Cambridge. They should put a statue of me. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm right, not that right good Right in the looking. Fast Eddie's parking lot. Right in the Fast Eddie's parking Fast lot. Fast Eddie's? Sure, why not? All the people will clearly enjoy it. Like, it would be probably a, not an eyesore compared to the Fast Eddie's sign. They'll be like, wow, Matt Lipke, he must really like Fast Eddie's. I like, he sort of like this. He thought it was okay. <laughs> Fast Eddie's is my least favorite fast food joint. I'm not kidding. I don't know why. I like a good Fast Eddie's burger. I only like oh, their milkshakes and their fries, their curly fries. But they yeah. do have curly fries. It's true. They're like one of the only places that's fast food that has curly fries, I feel like. I can't think of many that do. Arby's? Arby's. Or Arby's. Yeah, the Arby's does. Yeah. Arby's. But you know no one wants to go to Arby's with their fucking hot, sweaty meats. Right. This is me as the candidate for premier of Arby Town saying, I'm dismantling Arby Town. We're shutting her down. <laughs> We're shutting her down, boys. <laughs> the Arby's in Guelph is no longer there, but there's a sign that says, bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. We're gone now. This is closed. Bye bye. <laughs> Just bye bye. And, man, I don't know what you're going to be up to in the next few weeks, but hopefully. Things start to clear up eventually. I'm hoping before the summer, so I can, I can spread my wings and come and uh, enjoy some many, many concerts. Did you see New Zealand's having concerts right now? Speaking of concerts, what yeah, the that's fudge? Pretty wild. What the fudge, man? It makes me yeah. so hot and heavy watching all these New Zealanders just enjoy the life I want to be living right now. It just convinces me that New Zealand is the place to just live, man. Like, that's the place to go. <laughs> if you had to choose one place, Ivan Rivers, where would you live? And choose one place? Yeah. Well, let me say it's Nashville, Tennessee. Ooh, the Nashville. You like the, the, the roots, the history behind the country. For years, I wanted to live in Nashville. I almost got married in the Ryman Auditorium. Truth really? be told. Gee. And the legendary Mother Church country. I almost got married there. I, I've spent so many times. This is the first year. You know, 2020 was the first year since like 2012 or so that I hadn't gone to Nashville. I'm sorry, man. That must suck. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah, you still reminisce. Like I, I want. Like, I mean, I do care though, because I love that town. Yeah. I like. I I know where. I'm, I'm not like. I'm not. I'm, when I when I look at the face of this pandemic, I just try and like put my keep my head down and say, okay, I'm just getting through it. Right. You know, and we're all just getting through it. I don't really want to. I don't want to romanticize uh, longing too much uh, because I feel like then I'm just gonna have to face the facts and I'm just stuck in this place. You know. So if I if I'm longing too much and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a little rut. Well, so I might he's... as well just like you know face the facts and enjoy the time that I'm in here. Like I love listening to records. I love playing Halo with my buds. I love watching good movies. I love doing podcasts with my buddy Matt Lipke. And maybe and that uh, when the world opens up, let me tell you, I'm gonna love that open wide world so much more. I think I just, you nailed yeah. the head on the coffin. Where it's we've lived in such a fast world for so long, and it's kind of nice to just slow down for a second and just, even if it's under you know hard circumstances, it's still nice to say, hey we can all slow down for a second and just do the one thing that we don't always do. Sit down and enjoy things that we don't always get to do and uh, pick up hobbies. People who, so many people in life I realized had never had hobbies. You know what I mean? It's just like, because they live such a fast life, they never think about it. And now they're like, what? I can't have hobbies. This is a thing I can, I can do things for myself. That's a thing. Oh, and it's like people like my parents, my parents fall into this thing where they don't even know what to do with themselves because they're, they live that fast life for so long that, you know, they, they watch the same shows every week. Uh, they go to bed at eight o'clock, they go to work, blah, 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 like the same vicious cycle, uh, of NCSI house and whatever else they got to watch. Right. And then now that you don't have that television, you don't have that ability to watch the same shows with new episodes. You end up looking elsewhere for things. You look you look for other entertainment, you know? You look for things in a new place. And sometimes you might find something you really enjoy. You Podcasts know? for me has been that's been the saving grace. It's a whole new type of entertainment and requires an interesting type of listening. And uh, you can find some really cool podcasts about really stupid things. Like I'm just me and my buddy Pat, my drummer, uh, he just he just was like, we were talking about watching, you know, wrestling this. Guy. I told me, oh, Mr. Channel's here. You can watch anything on your channels. He's like, yeah, I'm watching the Cornhole Championships. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, we should we should listen to, like, Cornhole Podcasts. And he's like, here's a list. And he, and he got a list of them. And I was listening to Cito's Cornhole Corner. I love it. From Cito Soto, some cornhole player. There's literally a podcast about anything and you, everything you can find. It's like a book. It's, it's the new form of books. I want to say in a way, like it's, it's oh, the audio I, I gotta form shut up my, of book. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead and shout out. Oh, so shout! I was gonna say I was gonna shout out. Uh, my favorite podcast right now is the Washed Up Emo Podcast. <laughs> That's a good podcast where you can find out the emo I'm talking about, the pre mallcore yeah. the pre pop punk, the pre, uh, the pre, uh, you know, white je- white pants and uh, studded belts, like <laughs> a little bit before that. But those history of emo, it's a really cool podcast. Like Bright Eyes is on there. If you know Bright Eyes, yeah. Connor Oberst. 
you know, a whole bunch of people, you know, Gary Kids have been on there. Ian McKay from Fugazi Minor Threat's been on there. It's like, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a good podcast, man. I'll have to get and a if, Actually, it's so cool. My, my this buddy of mine, Brian Carley, I went on tour with him when I was my band in like 2009. Um, and he was always saying, oh, I was in this, uh, my other buddy, PJ Bond, was like, oh, Brian was in this uh, legendary emo band called Penfold. I was like, really? Okay. And they're always on my periphery. And then I just saw this washed up emo podcast. My friend Brian was on the podcast getting interviewed. It's been like, he's an emo legend. I'm like, oh, that's so sick. And so I was like, oh, he was like, Brian was such a cool dude. And I really appreciated his solo music at the time. I never really had the access to his, like, Catalog. His catalog. This is like pre Spotify, right? I didn't really search it up, but uh, the waltz when we were on tour with him was so great. And he was such a cool guy. And That's then sick. to hear, like, I now I've listened to Penfold so much. And man, their albums are so good that their releases. Oh, man. Podcasts are great, man. Podcasts. What a great podcast this is. It's a face it podcast. Oh, yeah. This is a face it one. And with uh, Matt Lippy. <laughs> And I think we're coming to almost two hours now, my, Ivan, my friend. Oh, geez, Louise. We're at an hour and a half. Hour and a half. And That's a, a good bit. time to peter yeah. off, I think. Yeah, we're, we're at an hour and a half and a bit. I don't know. Yeah, in a bit. I admit. A little bit. I admit. It's a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a good time to rear off. But Ivan, do you have anything you want to plug before we do? Do you have other than your new keep podcast your, coming out? Keep your eyes out for that. What's it called again? I'd say the main thing uh, is the, the podcast is called Jem's Record Shed. Jam's Record Shed. So they Jem. should keep an eye. Jem's. Jeb. Jem. Jeb. Jeb. Like Jebediah. Yeah, Jebediah. Like Jeb's Record Je- Shed. Jeb's Record Shed. Keep an eye out for Jeb's Record Shed coming to a podcast forum near you, a source near you. Uh, it'll be on all your favorite spotify's and uh, apple podcasts and soundcloud and all that goodness i'll definitely give you guys a shout out on my insta so you guys can get some affiliation with that too and i'll see uh if any of my peeps will take a little peek at your amazing little brain and your friend's brain as well and of course i gotta say shout out to matt lippy for having your boy your pal your celebrated folk person your buddy ivan rivers here uh, uh, my latest EP, There's No Such Luck, came out on October 30th. So you can have a listen on that too. Absolutely. Listen to all that. Keep listening to Ivan Rivers. Follow me on Spotify. Follow you know? Spotify, Instagram, Bandcamp. Instagram, Bandcamp, Twitter. You can buy my records. My, you can get vinyl records. Absolutely. Matt Lipke's got a copy. I got a, co- I got a signed copy. I got a signed copy. I got a signed, beautiful copy I got from my Ivan Rivers concert with my Ivan Rivers shirt. You know, your shirt that you gave me is literally one of my favorite shirts. That fucking coffee skull shirt with your... uh, Oh, the coffee skull shirt? That's a sick shirt. It's like... My buddy Devin Power designed that. I feel like it's my favorite shirt because I know... Like, I'm that guy who's, like, got to be so different in, like, video games and everything I do that, like, I know nobody else is wearing this fucking shirt right now. Like, I just know deep down. Like, maybe there is one or two people, but I know Ivan Rivers, this shirt means a lot to me. And I'm someday, hopefully, hundreds of thousands of people will be wearing this shirt. And 
in a way it might think, oh, God, I won't think the shirt is as cool anymore. But I'm sure you'll have a cooler shirt on, on, the, on the flow, on the works when that happens. You know, a shirt that's just your face and just says, uh, I can only wear this shirt. That's what it should yeah. say. Ivan Rivers made this shirt, but Matt can only wear it. That that's literally what it'll just say on it. It'll just match say Maddie Pants pretty shirt. Maddie Maddie Pants is pretty shirt signed yeah. Ivan Rivers. Signed Ivan Rivers, yeah. <laughs> golden boy. The Golden Boys. The Golden Girls. Speaking of which. Oh, we're the Golden. That's our team. We're the we're the Golden Buds. We're the Golden Absolutely. Buds. Golden Buds. That's, That's what this episode will be called. We were the like golden a tag buds. team in wrestling. Yeah, we'd be the golden buds. We're we'd, the golden buds. We'd be those guys covered in gold paint all over us. And we'd... <laughs> like gold dust. Yeah, gold dust. <laughs> oh, no. We can, we can rip off gold dust. <laughs> uh, 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 well, we're golden uh, metals the... made of chocolate. <laughs> These are all great coins. Great ideas. <laughs> what? I'll, I'll be the right side of a coin. You be the left side. Gold boys. Gold boys. And we're back. <laughs> I got to face it. What a great podcast. Thanks uh, for having me on, Matt. Of course, Ivan. It's always amazing to have you on the podcast. And uh, I hope to have you again on the podcast, of course. As always, you're always welcome here in this Thank you. Sanctum Centauro of Universal Confeder- uh, Conformance of Sound and stereo leading into space and time itself you're always welcome infinitum in infinity well you translate that from latin maybe or or buzz light your infinity and beyond i was like i don't know if i was even speaking latin (laughs) but i was like that's good if you did wow anyway all right thank you you so much everybody can you hear it high five High five. High five. Uh, uh, uh. There it is. There it is. I high five yeah. the mic. I, I hope too. that didn't hurt your ears. <laughs>